Hi, welcome to Soulnet Radio. This episode is a part of our Useful Stick series, where we take one item you might find in your adventurer's kit and expand on it to give you some ideas and inspiration for your game. If you like what we do and you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash swordnutradio, where for just a buck a month you'll get access to super secret awesome feed time. There are early releases and Patreon exclusive content. And without further ado, this episode is Lanterns. Enjoy! Welcome to Sawdunk Radio, we're doing a useful stick! I'm Paul. Hi! Why, why, why are you talking like that? Intro! We're doing an intro. Okay! The way we do intros. Oh, we do intros. I introduce myself. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nate. (laughs) We're doing intros. It's only because I can't get the intro out because everyone's fucking about. We would, we would never fuck about, we never fuck about, we never do anything. No, no, we all behave. Yay, sticks, I am sticks. not even going to dignify that with sticks a response. Lanterns. You cut. It's all very high pressure. <laughs> so we're going to do useful stick where we talk about one item that is in your only one. gear. Just one. the one. Just the one item. Like Highlander. There can only be one. Where it... Can I stop talking like this now, please? No. Yes. Ah! <laughs> it's making me feel very anxious. Ah! See, this would be good if we could act, if it was a visual podcast and we could be like speaking Japanese and then that was the over voice. <laughs> so it's, it's one thing that you might not you generally bust. use or it's something that you, uh, as, a, as a character, might have and never notice or you might have and only use in one way. Underutilized items. Underutilized. And I think we should just start it out with a caveat here. It does depend on what kind of DM you have because some DMs will just... Like no, that that's not what you use that for. Mm. I don't. It's not in the book. No. If you have a GM like that, sorry, this will be amusing, and you could take it as advice for when you might DM. But yeah, it just won't work, and it you know it's not worth blowing up the game over. But yeah, I think games are more fun when always, you can use shit for not what they're not intended for. There's always a rules as written GM, but that GM often hasn't read the rule up front, which says make up your own rules. <laughs> Yes, that that is probably the most underutilized rule in D&D's make-up shit. <laughs> to guide us in this, um, we'll go through various things. So, like, how could you use this thing as an object, generally, like, in any setting or whatever? And we'll go through different settings. And if we sort of run out of ideas, we'll, we'll hit different settings. We'll hit different scenarios. And then, like, a bit on how it can be used to inform character and make an interesting story. And how you could have this object that's part of your backstory or part of your character's expression and some quirk or whatever. All right, so uh, today we asked our patrons, and for this episode, we're going to do lanterns. Ooh, and generalized light sources. Generalized light sources, um, but we'll, we'll stick to lanterns to start with and get us moving. Disco Because if we're going to talk about one, the one thing I don't want to talk about is uh, using like a torch just as a way to light a fire. Or using a lantern just to, just as a way to well, light a fire. Uh, fire makes more fire. Yeah, which in a large scale is fun. Mm. But in using small scale, using using the torch, using the light, using the fire, using I learn a sexy materials. lantern dance to entrance my enemies into a state of. Oh, how very uhura! I like that. And then stab, stab, stab. Because if you have like shuttered lanterns, it's all directional, mm. isn't it? And you can like and sort of set them spinning, 
and if even if, if like if you're doing a sexy lantern dance, you might have like two on a stick or something like that, and just like waving it around like fire boy or something. And it's going to create dance. loads of shadows everywhere, which lantern. make it hard to track movement and all sorts. So you could have all sorts of things going on around <laughs> you while people are distracted by you, dis- and then the people around are like disguised by See? all those flickering well, you've shadows. Seen the, Smart like bolt. My head really hurts, and I can't think of what native Hawaiians are called. Hawaiians? No, there, there's another. Maybe it is just... I have a migrant. I've had a migrant for four days, so my brain is not working. Do you mean like but the you, indigenous people? The indigenous the, people? That's why I said native Hawaiian. Well, I guess... Yeah. Like I, saw, I saw a tweet the other day. Is um, it was anyway, a Hawaiian person saying saying that that um, a Hawaiian is a native Hawaiian, and people who live in Hawaii are Americans who live in Hawaii. <laughs> they, yeah, not I'm sure there are a lot of people Hawaiians. that think of it that way. And whatever. But anyway, they do fire dances, like with the like a quarterstaff size thing, maybe a bit smaller, with fire on both ends. And they do it in the dark. That's exactly yeah, like that. and things, yeah. and it's pretty bamboozling like even just to watch a video on youtube if if you're like in a dark room it's like i i have no idea where most of that man is now <laughs> so you, you sort of you see flashes of legs and arms and things and a bit of torso and a bit of head but if it's like if they're doing it in the dark it's pretty bamboozling and actually just just as we were winding up and doing all the interrupted intro thing i had i had an occurrence and this may be because i've been reading way too much 40k again is if you had a shuttered lantern you could use it like to write sigils on things. You could have like a specific like banishment ward so that only the light would come out and oh, yeah. cast a shadow of something. Hmm. I don't know if that's totally like the bullshit. Bat signal. <laughs> like the bat signal, but like, ah, no, the sigils burning me. Ah. Like, like the bat signal. <laughs> There's a well known acidic bat signal. Yes. I, 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 I missed the uh, episode of, of Batman where he switched out, you know, like, the the searchlight with the Gail neutron Simone laser. I Twitter. I know this thing. <laughs> so as uh, I've probably mentioned a bunch of times, I don't know if it's ever made the show. If you've got an oil lamp or a lantern or whatever, um, and they usually see it with like a ring on top and you're know, for mm. hanging it on various things. But if you're carrying it, you can't carry it on the bottom because it's hot because of the the flame and the oil, yep. and it's got to be thin because it can't be that heavy and. The sides have got to have like light shining through there, and that might be paper, or it might be horn scraped really thin. Mm-hmm. Um, the skin of your enemies, yeah, or something like perforated steel or yeah. mesh. So that's going to be hot, and then the ring on top is directly above the flame, so that's going to be hot. You need a stick. So you need a stick or a sexy dance stick. So you're, you're always ready for your sexy dance. I, I am always ready for my sexy dance. Yes, you are correct. So <laughs> back in the day when people used to use lanterns a lot, they used to have a stick or a chain. Am I actually right about something? Yeah. Was the past full of sexy dancing sticks? <laughs> Woo! So Woo! people used to have a um, lantern on a chain um, or a sort of lantern chain stick thing going on so that you could hold it like nice and comfortable without holding, so you could holding your arm spin up. spin it around on the end of your high. stick. Exactly. There is a rapier treatise and I think it, uh, I'm, I'm ready to be corrected because I haven't read the thing myself. I think it's Salviolo. Or De Silva, some some Italian, I think, in Italian, who did 
rapier and other things. And like it was like a oh yeah. Oh, is this the thing you mentioned in that video that we rapier made? and cloak and rapier and yeah. various yeah. other most people like, do rapier and cloak, rapier, rapier and dagger, um, and rapier, rap- rapier yeah. and sexy lantern, rapier and sexy lantern, uh, rapier and hat. That. Um, rapier and just anything you would have in your hand like and there's normally like these little dirty tricks you can do if you've got a hat you throw it at them or you can use it as like a little baffle shield type thing or um, if you've got um, the same guy said you should like keep a little purse of stones so you mm. take that and you're not throwing stones at their feet so they trip up you're throwing it in their face so you can then stab them while they're batting that away and one of his things if you've got a lantern you have the lantern ready you don't necessarily have time to draw your sword which is quite cumbersome. You normally like need like two hands, one on the scabbard, one well, to draw the sword. Rapiers are like four foot blades. They're, yeah, they're massive. Big old frog stickers. Not to be confused with a fucking small sword. <laughs> and you, I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> you wait Please don't hit me again. Zoro uh, does not use a rapier. <laughs> so you wait. You you, you swing the, the the lantern. It keeps people at bay, or you break it over them and cover them with boiling burning mm. oil and as they scream and die you just sort of like sit back he I literally laugh. says you stand I laugh back at their pain Paul that's what I do and <laughs> they will either run away or they will drop to the ground and start rolling around in which case you've got plenty of time to drop the thing pick really up the sword and stab them in the face a few times <sighs> or just watch them burn <laughs> yeah depending um, upon how merciful you're being you could stab them if you're you know in a good mood it's, it's ostensibly to put them out of their misery yeah um, which I, I think is just fucking mean but there was a shield you could get as well and I don't know how much of this because um, uh, uh, rapier and buckler was a thing so a buckler is a, um, is a shield most people in RPGs think a buckler is a shield that you um, buckle to your forearm really? Yeah, it's an old thing. It's just a misunderstanding of the word um, huh. and, and the idea of that being a Taj or something like that, but it's not. But, uh, they're they're not big enough to be particularly useful strapped to your forearm. No, it, 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 it's, a small, it's a small shield. It's like nine inches across, maybe 12 inches yeah. across. Um, and Basically, it, only that small because it's convenient to carry, exactly, not, not yeah. for any utilitarian purpose. Um, and it's a center-held shield, so it's got a little handle in the middle. Um, and in, Usually bossed. Yeah. Have you seen MD Penman's shield that he painted on Twitter? Yeah, that's a buckler. Is that a buckler? Yeah. Right, okay. I'll now slightly I worry know. for a second now because I lent him mine. <laughs> I <was laughs> he like, thought it was yours. <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, it's super cool. He's done the you a sword favor. in that picture that he put up on, on Instagram is my fucking sword. He hasn't given me back I yet. I only follow him on Mark, Twitter. I didn't know there was an Instagram. But he just started up his own um, sword gloop. Group, gloop? Sword group in his own, No, it's gloop now. Gloop. He runs a sword gloop. Um, Sorry. So I've seen a shield where it's like it's a buckler, but it's, it's one of those funny um, combi weapon things. Yeah, some were some were weren't round; they were rectangular or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and some had like waves in them, whatever. It's all just some were spiky, some were sort of like this weird sort of. I mean, it obviously, didn't it all look like a sword breaker? But they were sort of supposed to function like one. Sort of, yeah. You all capture things, capture and swords, it's got scrolls and, on there, and you can yeah. capture your blades, or whatever. But this one, and you use if you, if you look at a million bucklers, you'll see a million, a million different designs. But this one has like a little loop on the bottom that comes up, and then there's a space for a little lantern. Oh, Not okay. a candle, mind you. I've seen one for a candle, and it's like just a little spike on there. Um, but this is a, a full lantern. There's a good sort of six inches tall. And I'm just sitting thinking, so like, what possible utility does that have? Well, for one thing, the light is directly in your opponent's eyes, and you're being shaded by it. That is one of the things I was going to say with all light sources in a dark place. 
shine it in your enemy's eyes. Like, could it not just I, be so that you don't have to carry two things with you? Yeah, but carrying a carrying a lantern on a stick or, or like on a chain, yeah, like it's it it, 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 it would naturally carry, stand up. I don't want to carry my my shield and my lantern. I want to carry my shield and my lantern in one hand, so I've got the other hand for giving Winking. people the finger. Hmm. But you you would have to carry it like consciously up and upright and you wouldn't allow it to tilt or whatever because it would spell out. I think to, to you be fair, I mean, we always need to remember fire safety. not everything <laughs> from history was actually intended to be used. Yeah. There are plenty equivalent medieval and renaissance equivalents of the Batlath. No they look bad cool designs. and they're totally stupid and no mm. one ever used them. But yeah. Sorry, Trekkies. <laughs> it's the most idiotic weapon I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. It needs a decent handle. Anyway, um... So and balance and reach yeah. and everything. <laughs> the mechleth though is all right. Yeah. Um. So, but then like so, you've got this. You've got this shield with a lantern on the front, which could be just an affectation. It does a lot of things. It's it's if you're playing a role playing game, you don't have to worry about like yeah, this, this, <laughs> huge this is huge practicality. A, yeah, this is a pain in the ass. I have to keep my wrist straight all the time, <laughs> oh, which no. in real life is a fucking ball ache. No, it's it's D and I'm setting that forest on fire. Mm. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> But the shield bash just became so much more interesting. <laughs> and also you get secondary use, because once I mean, you're done, it's got a big fucking spike on it. You could even you could even just design a, a weapon like that. Like rather than having like a full on fucking lantern, you could literally have just like the core of like an eighteenth, I think eighteenth, nineteenth century oil lamp without all the guard, it's basically just a glass pot of kerosene or something equally horrifically flammable with a wick and a lamp. The, the the reflector could be integral to the shield, and mm. then you basically have a Molotov cocktail on the front of your yeah, so the, the first shield. The first time someone fails to hit you, yes, it hits the thing. To shield like, bash yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> like also, you just took it on the shield. And you've you've got a lantern all of the time. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, you're available for sexy dancing. <laughs> yep. I find that quite important for my characters. Mm. Put a stick in on, on into the into the boss of the, yeah. the shield there. Wave around. Yeah. It's kind of tangential to to lanterns, though, and I mean this may be well beyond certainly beyond any group I'm in would want to track. But night vision is quite an interesting thing. Like all the tactics involved in real life and preserving your night vision are quite important. Like always keeping your light to your back, and then once you have night vision and you've maintained your light vision, i.e. your your, your Cones, rods, rods. Your rods are haven't been fatigued. You can then. Lord knows we don't want to fatigue our rods. <laughs> don't want to fatigue our. Well, I mean, some causes are worth a good fatiguing. I do not enjoy a fatigued rod. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully you enjoyed it, and that's why it's fatigued. And I know we have dif- you, you, you have strong feelings on rods. <laughs> <laughs> Strong feelings about, about rods. rods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Crazy. To be fair oh. <laughs> my strong feelings about rods are generally just a very strong feeling of ambivalence. I'm, I'm very ambivalent about it. But are you ambivalent about the rods or the dicks they're usually attached to? <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea in which in which direction that metaphor hey, is going. I heard you like dicks, so I put a dick on your dick. <laughs> ah! uh, but anyway, like using that in combat would be quite fun if you had a group that was sort of geared to to, to realism, 
it would be quite fun to do use tactics like like say even even if you don't hit your enemy with your lamp, just just throw the fire pot down in front of you. All of you shield your eyes, flames go up. Their night vision is fucked, and then you hit them, hmm. or like a flash bomb equivalent. Well, you could you could have something like rigged up like um, just almost, have to burn out quickly, basically. Yeah, almost almost like um, a, a like a, a like a light bomb, <coughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah, you could you, you could do that, smash something or have something set up so that you you, you sort of it's all ready to go and burn really hot, like really a, fast, and you just yeah, or even take the cover like, off and it goes. Perhaps something. more less alchemy. Like if you're going about in twilight, have a really powerful lantern completely hooded. Sorry, you said twilight, and I, <laughs> I assumed you meant like the weird vampire. No, thing. not the. <laughs> You make them all sparkle and become self-conscious. <laughs> weird <laughs> novels that I've actually read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had the fever one week, but yeah, if you had like a, 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 a lantern that was completely hooded with a really strong directional reflector, mm. just flash that in someone's eyes. Like if you're a rogue, say, great way to get advantage. Mm. Dazzled, sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, you know that's like in D and D, you're always looking for ways to gain advantage. Dazzling someone's eyes in the dark, particularly if you have dark vision, mm. just perfection. Uh. And I don't think that doesn't even require like extra rules to do to do damage. It's just a an advantage thing. Hmm. So how about a lantern outside of a medieval context, outside of historical? Context? Let's say uh, it's modern. Um, we're talking, you know, flashlights and uh, like camping lanterns and stuff like that. I get the flashlight mm-hmm. and I ram it into their fucking nose. Yes, you've been listening. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I've got a torch in my bag. I mean, that's not why I've got a torch in my bag. That no. torch is for for light. viewing reasons mm. only and not <laughs> self-defense. Any kind of... See? See, see what I did? Yeah. <laughs> Flashlight <laughs> with a rechargeable battery is a bomb. Thermal cascade in lithium batteries is like fucking napalm. Mm. Now, unless it's like in your pocket, it's not going to do a lot of damage. But dear lord, it's spectacular. So if you need a distraction... Is this like when you set your bag on fire in the very fancy recording studio? It's it's what could have happened. (laughs) It's the reason I panicked and dumped my bag. It's like when those things go off, it's impressive. Apparently there's a guy... I I haven't actually seen this news article, but a friend of mine who saw it. And he's not the kind of person to go in for stupid articles. Killed himself with his mech mod e-cigarette. Now, I'm not going to go into how poorly this piece of shit <laughs> must have been designed. That's not a mech mod, that's digital. We, okay. have, we have electronic protections. Right. <laughs> and But basically, I'm not going to go into how idiotic this thing must have been built for this to happen, because they all should have vents. You know, which is because if a battery cooks off, it's bad, and mech mods are kind of dangerous to begin with. But anyway, that's the amount of like, if you put a battery in a pipe and shorted it out, you have a very small pipe bomb. Mm. There's, so you could, oh, there's a fair amount of energy. Like, if you need a distraction, take the battery, take the rechargeable batteries out of your maglev, wrap a bit of wire around it, throw it off in another direction, throw it in front of them, and if they're all creeping around with night vision goggles or something, they are blind. So you could of course, just regu- you have you no idea how long it'll take for it to short. <laughs> it's like, pick, you pick someone's pocket, you just put it in someone's pocket, and then... It, they will be very distracted mm. and possibly badly burnt. Hmm. Nice. I did not know that. Yeah, say, no, yeah. Just Google on YouTube because there are people that do exactly what I did and I, it's happened to me a couple of times and I'm incredibly stupid that I didn't 
start being much more careful the first time it happened. But I had a, I had a wallet with a chain on it in my pocket, and I put my spare batteries in the same pocket. It melted my trousers without even going Jesus. into Thermal Cascade. So I stopped it well before Thermal Cascade, and I had a, a, a large orange-sized hole in my nylon shorts in my pocket that had been melted by the heat, the, the chain heating up, and the battery was too hot to, to handle. See, I, I am really paranoid about my batteries. Yeah, you without should. even knowing this, you should I always, be. Yeah, I always keep them in either if always, they're not in the plastic box, yeah. they're in there or they're in the charger, and keep then your, I'm just keep, like, <laughs> you know, if if you are a vapor, do do have a battery carrying case if you spare, See, carry spares. That psychiatrist asked me if I was paranoid, and yeah, I am. But sometimes that's it's not you're, you're not paranoid <laughs> if it's. I live in Manchester. The, the statistics of- say that I'm gonna get murdered. <laughs> okay, that's paranoid. <laughs> but batteries are kind of scary. So anything with batteries in it is is kind of cool. Like mm. uh, you're talking about lanterns, like those camping lanterns. Gotta have big ass fucking rechargeable batteries in there. So you said camping lanterns, and I did not assume like rugged outdoors. I assumed like super queer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I'm <a> lantern. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just any old lantern. Woo. I'm a camp Woo. lantern. Lantern realness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's one. That's one cool thing. So, so if you're so if you're zombie apocalypse kind of scenarioing that, and you're out in the woods, you've got that sort of, you've got something that's weaponizable. Yeah, I mean, more flashbangy, mm. bright light, kind of distraction, distraction mo- moves yeah. the zombies Actually, over. The, in a particular the flames direction. from what I've seen on YouTube and things kind of look more like thermite than so anything else. Does it take a little while? Yeah. So it's, it's basically a time bomb. You can kinda, you set it going, yeah. and you've you've got, and you never quite know when it's going to go. You've got a, a fuse of unknown so time. That like, sounds perfect. It's sort of like the bombs that Archer makes in the episode where they're at the pig launcher, and he he gets the dry ice, mixes it with yes. water, and and they have to time it in, and it all goes wrong. Yeah, and it's great. The the <laughs> the, the dry ice in the in the empty beer bottles. Yeah. So um, that okay. sounds perfect for zombie apocalypse or like horror sort of stuff where it is you've you've i don't know how much do zombies care about bright flashes of light and a little bit of fireworks apparently they really don't like fire well it's it's things like a distraction it's it's something noisy that they go towards noise yeah so so it's a noise and a light are they noisy or if it's a light anyway they'll go towards it i mean it's (laughs) stimulus anyway so they're going to gonna go towards the stimulus and you don't know when that's going to go off, and you have to set it there in person by hand. Now run. <laughs> well, you just wrap some wrap some wire around it and chuck it. But I was yeah, more thinking, you know, like the the clear and present danger or whatever the sequel was, like you know, night vision goggled goons come mm. through the door. They've ki- they've killed all the you know they've cut off the electricity. You need bright light to dazzle them all. That would do it. So one of the things that is is becoming popular today. Well, just just today. Just today. Just Friday. Uh, right now. It's Thursday, to be fair. Finger on the fucking pulse. <laughs> it's not Friday at all. Um, I'm living in the tomorrow. You're not living in the now. Uh, so the the idea of like little flashlights are fit in your fit in your hand, and they smash, smash, smash. The LED the fuckers. Yeah, uh, uh, they've got the button on the back uh, rather than on uh, the shank uh, uh, or the shaft, whichever you want to call it. It's definitely going to be a shaft on this podcast. Yeah. You have to fiddle with the tip, not the shaft. They do it. Yeah. It's, they do it because it's cheaper and it's more simple, right? Yeah. To to have the the actuator on the back where one of the contacts of the battery actually is. But what that means is that you're holding it in basically an ice pit grip, mm. and 
if you want to shine it, you've got to hold it up to sort of like at least shoulder height. You know, it's, it's got to be up there. So it's very, very easy to deploy in a jab straight forward. And jab, you've jab, got jab. the blinding of someone in front of you. Just go, oh, shit, bang, here's the light. You yeah. just blinded them and straight then smack the them in the face <laughs> until they don't move. And then go. Until they don't live. Yeah, and, and of course, you it's know. It's something that the, the sort of the um, self-defense and preparedness communities and whatever have yeah. noted for a long time. Um, and you can actually buy things with like scalloped edges and stuff like that and sharp edges. So it'll do some fucking damage. <laughs> There's someone who's actually designed a flashlight with the shape of the Lucerne hammer at the end. And it's fucking mean. Which, for those who don't know, a Lucerne hammer is like Soon a hammer, but it looks like country. it's bananaed out. So it's kind of oh, got points on it. Yeah, it's lovely. I like these sun hammers. No one could I ever tell me like that, that my yes, torch as long as was bought as an offensive weapon. It absolutely was not. You mentioned probably likely to use something you've already got in your hand. A lot of police forces, and I know in America this is particularly true, use flashlights like giant maglevs that are way too big for their purpose. Yeah, yeah, like but the 8D cell batteries. Like 8D cell battery things that are built like a club. And that is literally that of if you're in a situation where you need a light, where you both need a blunt weapon and flashlight, it's got to already be in your hand when whatever it is jumps out at you. So they let, so they give them these flashlights, well knowing that you know half their purpose is to be an improvised club because it's already going to be in your hand, ready to use, and you just you know. So you you have noticed a thing. Um, where you'll see people carrying those things and you, you know if, if someone has been trained and if someone hasn't. So if you're carrying a torch or a flashlight for our American cousins, um, if you haven't been trained, if you're like someone who's first day on the job security or whatever, you'll probably hold it sort of at hip height, pointing out kind of underhand. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are trained in how to use it, you'll have it up with the, the heavy end balanced on your shoulder or on your upper arm or something, and you'd be carrying it... Um, yeah. Almost like bazooki hold. Like, kind like, of like bazooki on your yeah. shoulder. Or like telescope kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Um, like spyglass type thing. Um, so that you're, you're you know able to move it around and look around, but it's not as mobile as if you're carrying it underhand, but so that you just tense up your hand and you instantly have the club ready and it, yep. it'll jerk forward and you're, you're, you're ready to access that weapon. Which begs the question, why don't they do five, six foot long mag lights. <laughs> I think at that let's point, just, it's, let's just do it. It's again, it's the kind police of the bu- have enough kind of violence the- already. They don't need, stop helping them. It's kind of like the buckler. <laughs> it's kind of like them tips. the buckler argument. A bigger shield would be more useful, but at that point, it becomes too cumbersome to use and carry every day. Hmm. Fuck it. I, I want my more cops to look like Gandalf. <laughs> let's do this shit. I'm sure someone on the internet will cater to that desire. (laughs) On another note, just to sort of more of an environmental light sources, obviously we've talked about the flammability of classical. Flame lights tend to have flammable things attached to them, but actually a lot of like neon lighting and things is quite spectacular when they go off. Mm. (laughs) Like if you break them. Yeah, it's all uh, chemical and shit, isn't it? Yeah, some of them actually contain highly... Yeah. Well, I mean... Depending upon the, the the enclosed environment you're in, they're probably not particularly dangerous, but they contain. Rub the argon in their eyes. Uh, yeah, it's inert. It's not going to blow up, but it's like you don't you want know, it in your eyes. Some of them contain like, or something. No. I don't want argon in my poisonous eyes. Poisonous gases, like most neon strip lights, mm-hmm. particularly like the high-powered industrial ones, the gas is quite poisonous if they break. Okay. If they explode, I think red is the worst. 
Red's always the worst. Well, that's like neon lights. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I'm talking about like industrial strip lighting. Uh, they go okay. off with a nice big bang. Oh, they really do. We used to have neon strip lighting in my dad's office, and one of them snapped in half, and it just went... Mm. He shit so, himself. It was really nice funny. distraction. He was fine. <laughs> so, uh, one more thing. We'll try and do some more character stuff with lights. If you're a hooker, you can use your red light to entrance patrons. <laughs> Always with the entrancing. Look at my vagina. <laughs> so have your, your lantern in the shape of vagina. And then it turns out she's like a level fifteen rogue. Mm. Stab, stab, stab. Well, you can use you can use the light to make a signal or make a sign, but a not something signal. like um, you know, like code or something like that, which is the old hat, which everyone knows how to do. But what about like thieves can or like you know leaving a mark on a wall type things to show safe houses or whatever but like you could maybe have like a system of dots or whatever you just perforate lanterns and things it's like if they're in a line if they're in a, a cross or that sort of stuff and it's casting a light so it's only during the only during the night um, or the winter or whatever so only when it's dark and all that sort of stuff so thief of vagina vampires Vamp- like who like, I'm just thinking who's only going to be around at night swearwolves Werewolves, not swearwolves. Vampire vagina. Scoffs <laughs> everywhere. Goths. It was World Goth Day the other day. <laughs> My people, okay. we have a day. So, character stuff. What about a character who has a lantern and it is important to them? Why is it important to them? Well, I mean, there's lots of. Um, I mean, there is a whole superhero in, in genre mythology. based on well, quite attached that. to her little. Oh, no, she's in the lantern, isn't she? Yeah, she is the light source. Yeah. Oh, dear God, yeah, because you can play like a pixie type yeah. character, can't you? That'd be awesome. Like, like that's that's your bedroll. That's yeah. where you sleep. Someone else has to carry you. <laughs> In every religion I've ever come across, and I studied theology for a couple of years, flame all but almost always. In every religion, like I said, in every it has some sort of religious significance, even if it's just a com- common allegory. For you know the cleansing fire of God, the fire of purity purified through flames, and you see it today. Like you know, well, the Zoroastrians the... still have a flame that's going that they say has been burning for like a couple yeah. thousand years, and we still do Bullshit. that, like at monuments. Fuck well, off! They have an earnestly held belief that this fire has been going for a couple of thousand well, I years. I have an earnestly held belief that I'm actually a dinosaur. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Anywho, I'm still a pathetic excuse for a human being. That no, explains I'm all the scratches in the floor. No, I'm blatantly not an awesome dinosaur. <laughs> I think that's a double bluff. Have you at any point been She's preserved in amber? I'm actually the queen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if you're a cleric, uh, it could be the, the flame of your god and part of your religious devotion. Or not even a, not a cleric. Or... Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a good like holy symbol. But like, yeah. What what if it's 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 not the cleric? It's um, I'm just saying it's like that could be part of your character's backstory, like. The, the flames are somehow significant to you yeah. or, you know, again, incensed oils and things like that. You could have spells and shit, which would be really cool. Like, you know, you put your lantern down and part of your um, SVM... Material component, like your spell your material, focus. Yeah, it could be like tossing, you know, powders that go poof into the flames. And- what if you have a character who, and it could be any class whatsoever... They are. There's always someone who's like, oh, "I'm looking for my." You know, the reason I'm the reason I'm adventuring, or the reason I'm out there, is I'm looking for my lost sibling or whatever. My raison de murder hobo. And it was. It's um, French. It's hobo. Hobo. Is that thing of like you know? Uh, so it was, it was just the two of them always surviving together, and it was like, um, 
wherever our safe house is, where if it's not safe, um, there won't be a light on. But if it's safe, there'll, there'll be a light, and I'll always leave the light on. And for one night, there's like some something went wrong or something happened, and maybe it was selfish, and maybe like they just they're just getting some, and they didn't put the lantern out, and that was the last time they saw their sibling. Could be related, could be not be, but like from <laughs> since then, they always have that lantern. It's always lit during Aww. the day, at night, whatever. So That's like that sad. becomes your thing of like if you're running out of oil and like it's the one thing that keeps your character from descending into madness. And yeah, that that impossible, stupid depression. hope that somewhere, somehow, they're still alive. <laughs> like I'm watching Helsing and it's really pissing me off. It's like I'm gonna find my daughter. Ninety percent, ninety-nine percent of the world's population is dead, but my daughter's definitely not one of them. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. She did. It's Ron Weasley listening to the the death toll on the radio all the time. It's what? that kind of like that morbid kind of thing. It I, makes you sad. I know about Harry Potter, and so I obviously know what you're talking about. But please explain toll, it to people one of who the later might not novels? know. <laughs> so, um, it's, well, people used to do this all the time as well. There's like they they would go and you know go to the market square in in, in wartime and and look at the rolls of the dead, yeah, to see that their loved ones weren't on it. And it's a depressing thing to do. So if you're looking at all these rolls Harry of dead Potter, people. Ron Weasley listens to the Quite radio you. to make sure that his parents haven't been killed or something. Yeah. It's like when the letters came home from the war front of all the dead and wounded. Yeah, they, 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 they would, would post them. Who were they at war with? Uh, Snake Boy, Voldy Morty. Ah, that, that, that's really don't, don't tell her a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, you haven't read it? <laughs> no. I read oh. like the first And we're going to do a whole episode, like a several hour episode where she takes me through the entire like, story. The, like it was an actual like real war. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, know you, I know it's like super important. It isn't totally a real, a real war. Anyway, re, re, read but, the yeah. books. And no, don't read the books. You no, know what's in the books. You already know the plot. <laughs> There's a rat! <laughs> Called James. <laughs> so, I don't understand why you think pages. James is a bad name for a rat. <laughs> so, it's 300 pages need to take out rat. of the last two at minimum. So, lanterns, characters. Uh, I love... I've got like a, a witch hunter... Uh, um, more Warhammer-y, witch huntery character than I'm going to use for a campaign in D&D, and he is so having a lantern with, like, his witch monster huntery orders sigil. Or just a I, I like the idea of a lantern I like the skull, but it's a little bit too 40k. And Diamante skull. Everyone <laughs> knows I am a 40k It's covered fan. in glitter. I acknowledge I be 40k's like... problems, but... I, I, I want to be an Eastern European vampire hunter, and I've worked out a way to capture the sun with magic, hmm. and that's how I get vampires. I was like, <laughs> "You be raised, bitches." <laughs> that would work in. I fate. think that'd be really good. That would definitely work in fate. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> Let's have a game of vampire hunting. In fact, that would work in Dresden Files because, like, like the amount of sunlight you can put out. Because um, in uh, one of the early ones, he has like. Can we have sexy sunlight. vampires? He Can has, we have Jermaine Clement, please? He has sunlight, like a burst of. It's like in a. T- it's like in a. It's got, he's in a handkerchief. Handkerchief. Yeah. And he just tosses the handkerchief out, like a burst of brilliant sunlight against it one of the, the red cords. It's the gayest thing that's ever happened. I know, I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but got yeah, I mean, like. Sunshine, yeah. Magical fire, magical flames, magical light. You could have all sorts of fun. But light, like, light magic in- is a specific thing that is, like, detailed out in the Dresden Files stuff. You could absolutely do that. Oh, but like even in, in in any system, you could like work out with your DM. You know, I want my lantern to be fucking enchanted, man. 
because it's different. It's like everyone has enchanted swords and hammers and armor and shields, and it's like, no, my my lantern is my my jam. You know, you I have a, a monk who is uh, a part of an order of death because they learn to fight, obviously. And the lantern is what he shepherds people to the afterlife with. Ooh, I like it. That's 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 basically the story of Jacko Lantern. It's not anything magic. It just uses the end of the stick of the lantern. Fucking move! Mm. Move! <laughs> ah! you, it's like so. It's the light from his lantern. It's like he'll shine it into your dying eyes or things like that. It's like uh, instead of going around and healing the, the dying light. or, or oh, giving, really giving swift. Oh, well, look at it now! I can't see relief from from pain or whatever. And like you know, coup de gras, he'll just shine this lantern into his face. And like he has to transport the lantern back to the temple. And like somehow let allow the souls to transform to transfer to the greater light, mm. and if the lantern goes out in the meantime, all of those souls will be lost to whatever monkey purgatory, or will haunt him, or will haunt him. Monkey and he's purgatory. Got three, he's got Just three souls haunting full of tiny moment. different kinds of monkeys. It sounds like hell to me. Monkeys are assholes. <laughs> Have you heard the story of Jack O'Lantern? Like the original? No. Origin. So the Jack no, I, I know, I know any the of... story of of of. Oh, time! <laughs> I do not know any story. I don't know stories. <laughs> That's time. We actually set timers on ourselves so... because we know we can bullshit <laughs> for all of eternity. Uh, and so uh, all the bloopers from these will end up on the Patreon feed. So uh, just for the Patreons, the original story of Jack O'Lantern. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you end up using any of these ideas in your games, let us know how it goes. The title music is Grind by John Paul Jones. If you'd like to have a say in what we cover in our future Useful Stick episodes, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swordnutradio, where in addition to Super Secret Awesome Feed Time, a Patreon-exclusive feed, you'll also get access to polls and posts asking for your opinions. If you've got any comments, questions, or feedback, you can find me on Twitter at swordnutradio, where I'm very active. You can email swordnutradio at gmail.com, if you've got something that won't fit in a tweet and if twitter is an anathema to you you can find us on facebook just search for sword Nut radio thanks for listening